What streak are we talking about? It's over now. It's a one-game winning streak for us. That's what we're talking about. Incredible quote from Jonathan Cooper after the Broncos dub yesterday against the Chiefs. It's over. The streak is over, guys. I know. It feels so good to say that the Broncos beat not only beat the Chiefs, but they whooped the Chiefs they yesterday. Um, I mean, I haven't been able to say that in a long time. So uh, I feel happy we're on a one-game win streak. Uh, that's the best we can do for the next, was it, eight or nine months. Yeah, so yeah. We got, we got a little bit of clout for that amount of time. And how about this? The Broncos outscored the Chiefs this year, 32 points to 28. So not only the, the head-to-head one-and-one, one, yep. the Broncos get the upper hand mm-hmm. on that head-to-head, too. Yeah. I think it's time for a Vance Joseph statue. Mm. I think somebody needs to just build the statue. Put it right out there in front next to Pat Bolin. What a what a great couple of weeks. I mean, you beat the Chiefs, the streak is over. That's yep. I, Again, I think some people make the case this season is now a success. The Chiefs, the Chiefs streak is over. Well, I think people now have their eyes set on other things because we talked about it. If the Broncos beat the Chiefs, pulled off the massive upset, done something that they haven't done since 2015 when Todd Davis and Peyton Manning were on the team, yep. then the heart beats back and the heart beats back. So I don't think mm-hmm. people are looking and saying, well, is this season a success right now? I think people are saying, let's continue this. Let's continue this. And uh, it's kind of a bummer that uh-huh. we have to wait two weeks until their next game. But the bye week is as sweet as it is. Can be and Henry, I'm sorry that your Chiefs lost, man. Not my Chiefs. That's, that's just not true. That's not true at all. I I don't even have anything to say to that except just to deny that is not true. It was a great weekend. The Broncos won. Montana won. Montana State lost. It's like the trifecta. Also, the Nuggets won. Avs kind of sucked, but that, I guess that's no big deal. It was a good football weekend. It was specifically for the Broncos and Todd. You mentioned it. Broncos didn't just win. Mm-hmm. They dominated the Chiefs on all three sides of the ball. I mean, special teams was good outside of that mm-hmm. block field goal, and maybe that was uh, offsized by the Chiefs anyways, but yeah. they had the, the muffed punt, which they got, which helped them big time. Mm-hmm. And then the defense just shut down Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Zero touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Zero. How difficult is that that's really hard man i usually he usually just finds a way even if it's late in the football game yeah when it doesn't really matter he's going to get a touchdown but they held him to zero touchdowns yesterday only one touchdown in two games mm-hmm. i think that's phenomenal and the thing i like about this game is that all three phases of the team decide to come and play um in every other game we could see good things from the defense bad things from the mm-hmm. offense okay then good things from the offense bad things from the defense mm-hmm. and i feel like everybody came actually played their best game mm-hmm. all at once mm-hmm. um and you really don't get that a lot of times so it was phenomenal to see and if this is what we can be i mean the sky's the limit man it makes me wonder and think that you know a lot of people are going to be staying next year maybe mm-hmm. not everybody's in the hot seat mm-hmm. uh everybody can start getting comfortable and try to see what we can do yeah i mean when you see a game like that, you just want to see the team keep building, you know, just just go win more games like there's no reason for any big teardown. 
which is crazy to say after where we were a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Like they found their way to back-to-back wins and again, like they're 3 and 5, the odds of them actually turning this season into, you know, you know, making a playoff uh, playoff appearance very slim. At the same time though, you just beat the best team in the NFL and so why can't you beat any other team? That's exactly the mindset. And then also, yeah, three and five isn't ideal. Mm-hmm. Not where you want to be. Like you mm-hmm. said, the odds are absolutely not in your favor. But you started the season 0-3. Yep. You're three and two in the past five games. So you have a winning record since the first three games of the season. Yep. And if you take a step back, isn't it understandable to think with an entirely new coaching staff, new scheme specifically on the offensive side of the ball, that a team would start slow? Yeah, I agree. Um, I didn't think they would start that slow. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they are definitely chugging along. Um, but I feel like they turned it around really fast at the mm-hmm. same time. So yeah. uh, it's a tale of two halves already seven games into the season. Yeah. Um, they're definitely picking it up. They're, they're finding their footing, and it's, and it's looking a lot better. Um, I don't know if this means playoffs. I can't, I can't go there yet. And like I said, I think I need one more game. I think one more win against mm-hmm. the Bills, and I'm fully on board yep. with this season's turned mm-hmm. around. Um, but for right now, I feel really good about the performance they had yesterday. Well, we're going to talk about if playoffs is in sight or just what the goals are later this week because mm-hmm. we've got a lot to talk about this week. Um, but you talked about the turnaround. Um, how I mean, it, It's so hard to wrap your mind around that this Broncos defense that held the Chiefs to 28 points in two games, yeah. that held Patrick Mahomes to one touchdown mm-hmm. in two games in just a two-week span, also gave up 70 points that's because it's not the same defense and uh, it's a totally different defense. it it is and there's a lot of moves that vance joseph's made and vance joseph is having the comeback uh of the year for anyone in the nfl and you look the first five games broncos average giving up 35 points per game that was the Mm -hmm. worst that was the second worst in nfl history yeah and now these past three games are giving up 15 points a game. And two of those games are against the Chiefs. I mean, this defense went from historically bad to elite right in front of our eyes, just like that. So all credit in the world to Vance Joseph. And Todd, I told you this uh, yesterday. You got to find another hot take because yeah. your hot take of Vance <laughs> Joseph being back is not hot anymore. But all credit mm-hmm. to you. You were on top of it before anyone else. Everyone was saying, he's going to be fired. Get him out of here. Yep. Well, he should never have been brought back. You were like, calm down. Yep. He'll be back next year. You're damn right he's going to be back next year. I knew year. he would be back. That's my guy, Van Jones. <laughs> I knew he would find a way to pr- turn this thing around. But my question is, and my thought process is, was Randy Gregory that big of a problem? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> I know watching the Miami Dolphins game, we brought it up. Like, There were so many plays that he just had no effort mm-hmm. on, and if he would have tried a little bit, yep. it would have been a – very different outcome but was that the problem the whole time and we just had no clue <laughs> i mean like again you go back to that dolphins game this is not the same defense it's it's not delarian turner yell it's justin simmons it's not kareem jackson it's pj lock not that it, you know kareem was a problem but it is a difference uh josie jewel left early and it was drew sanders playing instead you had randy gregory uh, out drew there. sanders was playing yesterday but uh-huh. not not fair. in like the three four base defense role like he well, wasn't in every credit snap. though you bashed him when he had a bad game yeah. against the Dolphins. He recovered a, a fumble. He recovered a fumble. But yeah, I mean, so you 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 put Josie Jewell in for Drew Sanders in that base defense. You no longer have Randy Gregory out there. You have Baron Browning out there. Who's a dog? You have oh, you have man, he is. Jaquan McMillan in the slot instead of Isang Bassey. You have Fabian Moreau outside instead of Damari Mathis. That's that's like what seven eight guys who now are are just back. It's it's 
it kind of makes sense that this defense looks different than it did way back then. And you have Mike Purcell in there instead yep. of Jonathan Harris for mm -hmm. the most part. Mm -hmm. And another one, which is crazy, the guy that leads the team in sacks, Nick Benito, he's lost his starting job to Baron Browning. And uh, rightfully so, the way yeah. Baron Browning played. Now, the great thing is, I don't think it's uh, it's a bad thing for Nick Benito. Like, it's not like he's been playing bad, yeah. so he got benched. Uh -huh. No, you just have... Someone that is so talented, and we've seen Baron Browning's talent. It was yep. just about him being healthy. His second game back, he has two sacks, multiple tackles for a loss, a strip sack yeah. against <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, and absolutely changes that game. Yeah, he's a dog, man. He's dominant when he's on the football field. I mean, if you watched him at all last year, you can see how much he flashes on tape. Um, and there's not a lot of guys that do that. So the way he's able to bend around the corner and affect the quarterback, man, I think that's something that we we're missing totally. um, throughout the time he wasn't there to start the season. I mean, if, if Patrick Mahomes isn't affected, I think he eventually finds somebody downfield and creates, you know, a big play. But Barron got after him. Sorry to Nick Benito to come. <laughs> you got to come off the bench. But now he can be the sixth man of the year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but Barron Browning is back, man. He looks really good. And who knows? Maybe Nick is back in the starting lineup next week because they really are just rotating those same three guys. It was 36 snaps for Jonathan Cooper, 35 for Barron Browning, 32 for Nick Benito. Like, they're going to play all three and – Hopefully you see some roles start to emerge. You know, Nick Benito, you think of as just like your, your straight pass rusher. And they were doing some weird things like lining him up in the A-gaps to rush, yeah. um, having him spy the quarterback yeah. sometimes. Um, you know, you, you look at uh, Cooper is like kind of the, the more run defense type of guy. He's like your strong side linebacker. You know, those three right now, I, I can't say like that's like a, an elite three-man outside linebacker rotation, but they are still very young, and you see enough flashes from all of them that maybe by the end of the season, people are saying, like, wow, you, you don't need to add anything. Just run it back with those three, and the Broncos should have a pretty good group. And I think... I think there's a real chance that that happens. Well, young and cheap, and that's one of the most exciting mm -hmm. things about this this Broncos defense specifically is the Broncos a couple of weeks ago had one of the oldest starting lineups on both sides of the ball in the entire NFL, mm -hmm. and clearly it wasn't working, yeah. uh, specifically mm -hmm. on the defensive side. They change it up and go young for the most part, although Fabian Moreau over Damari Mathis isn't mm -hmm. going young, but for the most part, P.J. Locke in there. Mm -hmm. Pat Sertan, he is young, mm -hmm. still very young. Obviously, we know his talent mm -hmm. level. All three of those linebackers. So it's not only exciting to see the results, but it's exciting to think about the future. Yep. Exciting to think about the future is something that you haven't been able to say about this team in quite some time when looking at production compared to youth as well. And again, just... Vince Joseph should get all the credit in the world for dropping the points per game by 20 points, yeah. but then also mm -hmm. making all of these moves, benching mm -hmm. some guys that that you wouldn't think would be benched and making the the call of putting Damari Mathis, your young future, uh, on the bench and putting Fabian Moreau in position to succeed because this defense is clicking. And then credit to the offense as well. Yeah. Uh, the offense uh, had fewer yards than the Chiefs, didn't even get to 300 yards, but they did what they had to do. They mm -hmm. ran the ball when they needed to. They had eight-play drives when you needed to uh, or eight-minute drives when you needed to. And uh, they did a great job converting in the red zone. Uh, and that's just so crucial to beating the Chiefs because the Broncos are settling for field goals instead of getting those three touchdowns. Yep. Even as good as the defense played, the Chiefs are still in it at the very end of the game because it's probably a one-score game instead of a 15-point game. Yeah, I think one-score games with the Chiefs 
always tough. When it was 9 to 14, I was just like <laughs> gritting my teeth because I just yeah. felt like there's some way the Chiefs are going to find a way to score, mm -hmm. and I didn't want that to happen. Uh, but once the lead increased and the offense was able to keep the ball, man, that second-half offense, man, that was something we hadn't seen at mm -hmm. all this year. They were able to run the ball well. They, they got points on the board. And I like that they executed when the Chiefs made a mistake or we got a turnover. Um, I think, what was it, uh, against the Dolphins when we got the fourth down stop and we were in field goal range and we got backed up during the drive and had to punt it? Yeah. Like, we could have been in that same position with the muffed punt, yep. but yeah. instead we 100%. turned it into points. Like, yep. that's yep. so important for our offense to be successful. Like, when we get the ball back, the offense has to be able to capitalize off of that. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And just complimentary football yep. all around. Yeah. I mean, a 90-yard touchdown drive is pretty crazy. Like, you don't see that very often. Like, you need to you need to be a good team to be able to pull that off. Mm -hmm. So I totally agree. I mean, that running game was really working. The passing game did what it needed to do. You know, got the ball in the end zone, and that's kind of how they use it. I don't know. It's also pretty crazy. They ran the ball 27 times with Javante. It is. That's a big workload. And you look at it, it's like 3.1 yards per carry. Not a good number. But when you think back through all those runs, it felt like he was getting whatever he wanted. He was breaking yep. so many tackles. Things are going well. That's why they didn't need him to, to provide explosive runs. Just keep everything on track. Convert your third downs. And again, not, not a perfect offensive showing for the Broncos, but it's it's complimentary football. They didn't put the defense in bad situations. They... they provided some points when they probably shouldn't have and they just didn't blow opportunities same thing with special teams same thing with the defense i mean it's the defense that really won the game and yeah. so credit to sean payton too because he stuck with the ground game 24 carries in the second half yeah. we've mm -hmm. seen multiple games this season where the broncos don't even have 24 carries mm -hmm. in the entire game <clears throat> excuse me but sean payton mm -hmm. for a couple of weeks has said i know i have to stick with the run i know yeah. i have to stick with the run i got away from it he listened to himself and stuck with the run, despite averaging only three and a half yards per carry in the second half. He stuck with it. And uh, there's some hope that week 18, Broncos Raiders, is going to mean something <laughs> for this team. And boy, that's going to be a blast. If it does, it's going to be a blast regardless, because we're going to be there. And we want you to join us on our Circa road trip. We're taking our show to the road. We're going to be out in Vegas for a couple of days. Yeah. All of us are going to be there. Middle of January, I guess beginning of January, perfect time mm -hmm. to get away from Denver in this cold and head out to Vegas. We're giving you a package that's going to include 20% off two-night stay at Circa, two tickets to the Winter Swim and Concert, two passes to the Stadium Swim, DNVR tailgate and watch party at Stadium Swim, one annual diehard membership package, and an option to buy a game ticket if you don't want to hang out with us at Stadium Swim during the game. So head to the link in our bio for, uh, or head to the link in our description for more information on this and we want you to travel to vegas with us and especially with this cold weather here that seems pretty nice yeah come on out and check <laughs> us out and if you want to go to the game check out our friends over at game time um you don't have to use one of those other crappy ticket sites like <clears throat> Ticketmaster, <laughs> where you go through you get your tickets you try to put in your card information and then all of a sudden it says tickets not found and you do it about 10 times before you move on you don't have to struggle with that anymore go check out our friends over at game time using code dnvr for 20 percent off they have all the things you need um, as far as events. They have sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Go check them out at GameTime.com using code DNVR for $20 off. Man, you want to go to Buffalo? Check out Game Time. That would be quite a game. And two weeks is the Broncos' next game. But we have plenty of to talk about still. 
with the trade deadline about uh, 27 hours away from right now. And boy, we've talked about trades a lot right now. And with the trade deadline approaching, does this win change much? What, how, how does this win change the Broncos, whether they're going to trade everyone, trade a couple of players? Sean Payton talked about it after the game. And let's hear exactly what Sean had to say when asked about this trade deadline and how the team approaches it. Um, there's no approach. Meaning, honestly, and you guys know this, um, it's a, it's, look, it's a, it's a busy time of the year and there's pressure on news media to be on top of potential stories, trade stories, and the teams that aren't doing as well always fall into this position and, and I understand it. Um, but we're not the team looking to go out and buy. And so we can't control the, the buyers that call, you know, we always pick the phone up. You have to professionally, but that's it. I mean, this doesn't, you know, we've got a plan on, on where we see ourselves and, uh, and that's an honest answer. I mean, you know, when I see or hear things, I chuckle because I'm thinking, well, I haven't talked to anyone about that. And if I haven't, then it's probably not true. Todd, how many times in your life have you chuckled after seeing some media reports or media saying, uh, oh, this play was broken down or something, and you just laugh at it? Yeah, I do it all the time. Well, I, I don't think I laughed anymore when I saw it on PFF. Because, you know, I like the great players. And there'd be uh, time where I'm chasing mm, somebody across the field, and they don't know that wasn't my even my yep. responsibility. I'm yep. trying to cover for another guy, but now they say I lost my man. So I definitely understand his frustration. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have Todd tear apart Henry's game grades. One yeah. Day. Just like, but see, like, there's so many of those that I'll just make a note that says, like, he was, like, a couple steps behind the guy. I don't think he was in coverage. I'm just throwing that one out. Like, this isn't a part of the grade. And there happens to be, like, five or ten of those a game where he's like, I'm not really sure whose responsibility it was. Uh -huh. That's why I think I'm better than PFF, because I don't just guess. There we go. Yep. yep. I agree. And uh, game grades this is going to be a fun one. I imagine on all three sides of the ball. I mean, yeah. I mean, it definitely feels less fun before you get started. <laughs> but, you know, by the end, it'll be fun because there'll be a bunch of, like, fun grades. Right now, it's just, like, a big old project that I've got to get done. <laughs> so Sean Payton doubled down this morning when we talked to him, and he said, we're not openly or even remotely shopping anyone. He said he'll meet with George Payton at some point to talk about trades, but his focus right now is mm -hmm. on the Buffalo Bills. And he did admit... The teams have been calling the Broncos about some of their players. So, after hearing Sean talk about this, what are the Broncos going to do? You know, I thought that, you know, regardless of a win um, or loss, that they would, you know, trade whoever they're going to trade. Mm. But I didn't expect the win to be that dominant. Because then it gets your mind thinking, like, mm -hmm. okay, maybe we are on the right track. Maybe the things that we saw um, was true, and the guys that we have in this locker room can help us. So... After a dominant win like that, I don't know how trading anybody right now makes sense. And I just don't know for the guys that you do trade, unless you play trade a major piece, if you're getting anything great for them. So it may just be better to hold them and see what we can turn them into throughout the rest of the season. Mm. Exactly. Like I, if you if you trade somebody now, you're probably still not getting a great return, um, unless it's a guy like Justin Simmons. And if you trade somebody like Justin Simmons your defense is going to stink the rest of the season yeah. and you're, you're kind of just punting. And I don't think they're in a situation where they just want to punt the season away. Um, you know, I think Jerry Judy's name has been brought up the most. 
so what? You go get like a third or fourth round pick for him? What's the point? Yeah. Like, like that's a guy who's like potentially a starter at some point in his career. Like that's kind of the expectation. Is that really something you need to do right now? You you might as well just wait till after the season anyway. The the only reason you do that is if you want to get him out of the locker room. There's really no reason to think that they would want to do that. I know there's been like the bit of drama that bubbles up every couple of weeks, but a lot of it, I don't know. It doesn't. I don't think it's bothering the team in any way. And on top of that, the receivers have been a little bit disappointing this season. And while the running game has been working, if you're not punting the season away, I don't think you can really afford to be giving up a receiver because you're still trying to get that passing game to be consistent and productive. So I don't think that makes sense. You just run through everybody else. You know, Garrett Bowles, he's playing great football. You want to keep him for a while, not just for the rest of the season. Like Cortland Sutton, he's playing great football. Keep him. Like, there's no reason to move on from him. And so you just look through the roster, and I just don't think there's much of a point. Well, so let's let's go through everyone, because I think the receivers is where I'm at, yeah. of, a, of a, someone they might trade if they trade anyone. But um, tell me if I'm wrong. I don't think they're moving Justin Simmons. No, I don't think so. No. I definitely, wouldn't be smart. No. I think that's a big message to the players, like, hey, the season's over. We're going to yeah. look to next year. I think everybody knows that, and I don't think they want that. No. And that's the one where winning this game in such a dominant fashion, uh-huh. where any thought of trading Justin Simmons that's what that's what this game changed to me was any big trades they were never going to move Pat Sertan but obviously yeah. he's off the table now too Justin is off the table now too because if you trade one of those guys then everything Sean's saying and trying to sell mm-hmm. the team on this year and create a momentum for this year you just kill it yep. but immediately by trading one of those guys um and then they're not trading Garrett Bowles um I, I don't think so no. um Josie Jewell to me that doesn't make sense. Yeah. It, you're going to get a seventh-round pick back for Josie, and he is a big reason why your defense is playing so well. Had that huge force fumble yep. uh, at the start of the game, which really got things going the Broncos' direction on the defensive side of the ball. Um, who else am I missing outside of the receivers? Yeah. Any, no, and on Josie, I mean, you're asking Drew Sanders to then play a lot of football. And from what we've seen, it's been such a tough start for him. Like, I, it, yeah. We don't need to dig too deep into that, but it's once again yesterday. I think he's only out there for like four plays, but still just not much going on. He recovered the fumble. He recovered the fumble. Mm-hmm. Point is, you need Josie because we've kind of seen what happens when you don't have Josie Jewell in that defense. The the run fits aren't filled correctly. Like, it just doesn't work. You need him. So then, A lot more than the sixth-round pick or fifth-round pick, whatever you get. Right, exa- exactly. So then I think it comes down to the receivers. And the reason I think that the Broncos could still make a trade with one of their receivers is because they wanted to make a change since Sean Payton mm-hmm. got here yeah. with this receiver room. Now, they uh, weren't just going to give one of them away in the offseason. Clearly, they wanted a first for Jerry. They wanted a second for Cortland. Mm-hmm. Teams were offering a second for Jerry and less for Cortland, and the Broncos just said no. And Sean's saying we're not shopping anyone. Yeah. That's what he, he said, said we're today. We're not lying, but yeah. 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 He uh-huh. said we're not shopping anyone, meaning we're not looking to give people away. And no, of course yeah. they're not looking to give people away, especially after that win. But Henry, you said the receivers are struggling, so why would you move on? That's exactly why would you why you would move on to kind of just change things up in that room. Marvin Mims, one target yesterday, one catch. For zero yards. Mm-hmm. He did play a career-high 28 snaps. But at some point, they've got to open the door for him. And if you move on from Cortland or Jerry, that's just a natural way 
for him to slide in. That is Sean Payton's guy. Um, now, I don't think they're going to give Jerry or Cortland away for a sixth-round pick, for uh -huh. a seventh-round pick. But if a team comes and says, you want a third for Jerry, mm -hmm. you want a third for Sutton, I do think the Broncos, that's the one deal that they would act on. Yeah, I, I don't think Marvin Mims is better than Jerry Judy. No. I would not put him in the same caliber. Yes, he's a good deep threat. Um, but I think all things that Jerry can do, I mean, he had a really good game yesterday. He had a touchdown. He had that post over the middle. And there was two other times that Russ missed him that he was actually wide open. Um, so he does yeah. what he needs to as far as getting open against a very good back end of the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. I mean, those corners were playing really, really tight mm -hmm. football on a lot of guys. And Jerry was um, still managing to get open. So I'm, I'm all about building players and seeing what we can create. Um, I would hate to see Jerry go and be used the right way and then he turns into this all pro wide receiver that we could have had so that's why i wouldn't want to give him up it's because i see his potential and i've seen what he has been able to do and i've seen what the quarterback at times can't get him the ball it doesn't mean that he's not open yeah you know sure yeah i mean that's the point that jerry made about 10 days ago <laughs> yeah. in the locker room saying look at the tape don't look at the stats well, behind the, the sky tape. doesn't exactly. lie yeah yeah i mean i i would see why they do it Again, you just take the pick. You get to move on. He's going to be more expensive next year. At the same time, though, you don't improve your passing game. You don't improve your receivers by getting rid of probably the maybe the most talented guy in that group. It's him or Cortland Sutton. You know, that means you get more Marvin Mims, which would be fun. It also means a lot more Brandon Johnson, a lot more little Jordan Humphrey, and especially, especially now that they seem to have kind of filled out their roles. And I guess it's been a little bit tricky when Greg Dulcich is there because he and little Jordan Humphrey do a lot of the same things. Um, but but you see what the idea is for all these guys and you take out a piece of that, like you're, you're kind of a true separator who can find space at the second level. It's just it's just asking for trouble. They're just not using him, though. Todd, yeah. you, you mentioned it. Like, mm -hmm. if he goes somewhere else and somewhere else is going to use him properly, then he could turn into an all-pro. The talent is there for yeah. that to happen. But, like, how many times are we going to have to say this? We said it uh, when Jerry was first with, was it Rich Scangarello? Mm -hmm. uh, or uh, uh, Pat Shermer? Then it was last year with Nathaniel Hackett. Now it's this year with Sean Payton. Like, how, how long do we have to give it? Um, and I think that you could sell high on Judy right now. Really? Two catches, 50 yards the past week. Uh, five catches on five targets for, for 64 yards. I mean... Those are the best games that he's had, really, and a touchdown yesterday as well. And we're talking about Jerry Judy, who's right now on pace mm -hmm. for 730 yards this mm -hmm. year for 61 mm -hmm. catches. So um, I just don't think it, th this isn't against Jerry Judy. Um, it's just we've seen the Broncos want to make a change in this room. Um, and Sean never once said we're not trading anyone. Yep. He just said we're not giving players away. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, that's that's why I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's one move made mm -hmm. and it's trading one of these wide receivers. Um, but I'd, I would be shocked if it's for a fifth or a sixth round pick, something like that. No, I wouldn't be surprised that either. But you asked, how long do we have to wait? And I would say just one game. It only takes one game. It only takes Sean deciding to throw the ball 40 times instead of rush the ball 40 yeah. times. And now we have an explosive game. But from that, Jerry or Cortland. But that would be, that's not what this Broncos team no, is? No, it's not. But I don't think he was running the ball 40 times last game either. Yeah. I think that's a new change he made to get the most out of his running backs. Now, I'm just saying that he can make changes within this offense to get the most out of his wide receivers if he wants to do it. So I'm just saying, like, we're one game away between Jerry having how many yards? 
Uh, he's on pace for 730. Know how many yards he had last game? 50. Oh, he had 50. Yeah, I think we're one game away from him having 50 to him having. I mean, if mm-hmm. Russ just completes two of those balls, I think he's almost over 100 yards for the game. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, Broncos, the Broncos still don't have a 100-yard receiver this season. Yeah. That's but they're true. also 25th in pass attempts. You know, like they. But again, you're not using these. Like, that's I, I, not I, how I you're push back. Yeah. And that reminds me. Uh, I, I don't think that the Broncos are u- using Jerry improperly. I think that they're using him the right way. I think Russell's just not throwing him the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, they're getting Jerry open at the second level. You know, that's right there. It's up to Russ to throw him the ball. And Russ is uncomfortable with that, whatever it may be. But that's why I wouldn't trade him because I don't think you fix the the passing game with the receivers by getting rid of a guy who's open that often. I think, I think it's more of a look at Russ and say, hey, see what's happening right here. You don't need to check it down every time. Like, trust Jerry. Throw him the ball more. And I think that that's where the fix comes, not from you know putting Brandon Johnson into Jerry's spot. So you're gonna try to fix uh, in a fix in quotations an 11 year veteran that that does things a certain way. You think that's what's gonna change? Because right now Jerry we Judy's, had to fix him last year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, We've been it, fixing exactly. all year. And now we see the the Russell Wilson that he is. He's yeah. by going out and throwing less than 20 passes a game. Mm-hmm. It's by building on the running game um, and then allowing Russ to uh, unleash one or two. In the two games against the Chiefs, when the Broncos went one and one mm-hmm. and outscored the Chiefs, Russell Wilson had barely over 200 passing yards mm-hmm. combined. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. think about that. How crazy that is! Like yesterday, his over/under was 205 yards, and it's like, man, that's pretty low. Yeah. That's really low. He had 118 passing yards, and, and, and they won, <laughs> and they had a good offense. I think that's the offense that Sean Payton thinks that they can win with with Russell Wilson. Yeah. Jerry Judy's season high in targets is seven. You look around at some some of the number one receivers in this mm-hmm. league. They're consistently getting 14, yep. 15, 12. Every single game, they're getting right around 10. So this is not an indictment on Jerry. I just see it. If you're really not going to use him and you can get a third for him, I think that's when the Broncos make the move. Now, they may not get that third, and they're not going to sell. I think that's pretty clear. They're, they're not just going to ship him out for nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, one one more interesting thing. That is interesting. What part? No, I'm just oh. saying. Mm-hmm. I, I I understand your view. I think it's very interesting because I think yesterday was the first time that they tried to use him. Yeah. And I think yeah. it worked out well for the most part, except for Russ missing two balls. But they tried to yep. utilize him, and it looked – he was open. He was open. And the, the throws were there. They just missed a little bit. So um, I think if they – I think if he capitalizes on those, I think it's a phenomenal mm-hmm. game for the – Russ, him, the offense as a whole, they were running the ball well, passing the ball well. But I totally understand yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. trading him, too. And, and it's just, it's just yeah. the talent. Yeah. I mean, the talent is there. And yeah. Jerry's never had an issue with getting open. We've seen it this year, last mm-hmm. year. Two weeks ago, he had the third most yards uh, of separation per route. Mm-hmm. Like, that's never a question. Yeah. But at what point is it like, okay, it's just... It's not that Jerry isn't he's working too out. Good. We he's can't just, handle exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's we just what point this. do you realize, like, okay, the ceiling's up here, yeah. and he just he's down here because not just because of him, but because of everything, and you just realize, like, we're just never going to be able to get there uh-huh. that to him. So if another team thinks they can, here you go. The same at the same time though, I do still <laughs> think this would be selling low on Jerry. Taking a third round pick for Jerry is selling low. You know, we were talking the off season. I was saying I wouldn't trade him unless you get a first. 
And the Broncos <laughs> said oh, no, the same no, no. thing. You said you wouldn't trade him unless you got a top 10 pick. I can't remember if it was top 15, top 10, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, right now, yeah, I pull the trigger. But that's why, like, I, I can't see his trade value going down. Like, you just look at what he's done so far this season. It hasn't been great, obviously. On pace for 750 yards. I think it's a lot more likely that, that he has a better second half of the season and you can still get at least the same pick that you would have gotten and, and probably improve it, too, because this is still a pretty low point in Jerry's career. Yeah, but then the pay starts going up next year, True. and, and mm -hmm. that hurts the return there. And then just another thing with this wide receiver room, my last point, this is the highest-paid receiver room in the NFL. Now, you don't mm -hmm. have Tim Patrick this year because of an injury. Yeah, um, but that sucks. But at, at some point, you're going to have to move on from one or two of these guys. Uh -huh. They might think like the mm -hmm. value's best now as opposed to moving forward. But I think we all agree if they make a move. Well, do you guys agree with me? If they make a move, it would be in the receiver room? Yes, probably. I, agree. I also don't think we've talked about the running backs enough about in terms trading? of trade talks because you have three of them. And all three have been pretty good. And again, like... I don't think they'd make the move just because Sean has kind of found all their roles. Like we see how Javante and Jaleel are split. They really like Samaje on third downs because he can protect and those screens and all that sort of stuff. So I don't think they make a move. At the same time, though, there's plenty of teams out there that would love to have another running back, a second running back. You know, whether it's Samaje you trade and probably pick up a late round pick. Whether you say, you know what, Javante, you have to pay him after next year. He looks good. If somebody's willing to pay up for him, maybe you do listen. You know, what, you know what Sean Payton would say to you, Henry? What? How many Breckenridge beers have you had? Because you <laughs> wow. sound drunk right now. Really? <laughs> really? And let's talk about this. And that's I one of the I think few places that are deep. I think it's a fair point. After I tell you about our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery, you are definitely wanting to crack a Broncos country. You want that orange and blue in your hand to rep the Broncos. And no one does it better than our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. They're the official beer of DNVR. So check them out at breckbrew.com for their beer located to find out where you can get any Breckenridge beers. And head on over and check out our friends at uh, one more Boco. They've got all sorts of good stuff. Um, I bet some people yesterday were wearing some gear from Foco at that game because mm. people were really dressed up all crazy. Um, I guess I did see a picture of a guy in some Broncos pajamas. Uh, he had a sign. It was like a headstone that said, like, Rest in peace, the Kansas City Chief Street, 2015 to 2023. That was pretty good. Um, I wonder if those pajamas were from FOCO because that's where you can buy that sort of thing, whether it's the pajamas or the overalls. Wow, these are some good-looking overalls. Um, I saw it uh, at the Packers game. We had two people come to our tailgate that were wearing the FOCO overalls. Oh, yep, yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there's a whole bunch of good stuff. Um, just so many options. Like, you're not going to find options like this literally anywhere else. Um I'm just going to click on most popular. Oh, most popular right now. Oh, it's sold out. It's that hooded gator thing that we brought up last time. Broncos mass, the like, they're not snuggies, but they're pretty much the snuggies. Um, Broncos Lego sets. There's so much stuff on here. So with Christmas coming up, good time to head on over, buy some gifts, or even just buy something for yourself. Um, wow, it's crazy. This is a Von Miller on-field sideline face cover. <laughs> you can't find that anywhere else. Six dollars and forty cents. Play, they're playing against Von Miller. That's oh, first time they've ever played against him. Yeah, they're not winning that game. That's oh. a shame. Wow, a motivated Von Miller. There's nobody is blocking that guy. Von Miller 
loves the Broncos. I don't know if Von Miller's necessarily like extra motivated to beat the Broncos. Yeah, I think just, he's extra motivated to see the Broncos. No, he's <laughs> motivated. Exactly. For, for a player that played his former team, he wants to whoop. Them. Yeah, that just hands down. Yes, that just means that he's going to be like helping Russ up after all three of his sacks. He's not going to be like it won't be like that. Was it the Tyron wow, fake uh, three sacks? It's Vaughn Miller motivated and get like he's gonna try to have a career day. And I think it'll work if he tries to do that. Yeah, he's going. Yeah. Well, I mean, these are conversations for next week. But you gotta double team him the entire game, or maybe not, because I don't even think it would work. Let's get to running backs. Well, okay, real quick, (laughs) DMVR ten percent off over at Foco. But yeah, I I think you either triple team or you just like you might as well leave him on block because the double team's doing nothing either. Well, Henry, what you're saying is trade Samaje Piran, your your best guy uh, to block Von Miller, and uh, just let Von Miller destroy Russell Wilson. You'd be crazy to trade any of these guys. Really? Yes, you would be because you need three. With the way Sean's using them, yes, I think Sean yeah. needs three because the Broncos ran the ball 40 times yesterday, and that was True. not a fluke. Uh-huh. Uh, I think this is exactly how Sean Payton wants to win and wants to wants to wants the offense to work because that, he said it right when he got here. We need to take uh, Russell Wilson off the high dive. He did yeah. too much last year. He needs to, to be a guy that we ask to do things but not to do everything. Then they go out, and they build their offensive line to run the ball. Then they mm-hmm. also bring in Samaj P. Ryan. I think if you take any of these three guys out, you're really hurting this approach that they have. Now, the easiest one would be Samaje, yeah. but um, it, you, then there's just no room for error from any of these it's other true. guys. I think it would be a, I think it'd be a mistake, even if you, I mean, what are you getting for Samaje? Well, for Samaje, probably not much, just because he's like he's on a fair contract. Like you're not getting a crazy value, so it'd probably be a late round pick. So you advocating trading one of the other guys? Oh, I'm not advocating for it. I just think that you're it's worth it talking up? about. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't do it, but. I mean, I don't know that it's that crazy that you could get a second or third round pick for Javante. Like, the way that he's been running, I, I think it's possible. And I wouldn't do it. But if they had lost yesterday, if they really uh-huh. were doing this teardown, that might be a place where you could recoup something. And if they did trade Samaje, the way you do it is you just have Javante play more of those third down snaps, which opens up more opportunities for uh, Jaleel in like your standard situations so i i i wouldn't do it but they are deep there like they do kind of have a spare running back at the moment i think if they're going to run the ball 40 times a game with 10 games left that's 400 rushes that is they're going to need all three of those guys because you know they're going to get tired somebody may get ding knock on wood um but i think they need those guys i don't think they really have any room to trade anybody. Yeah, and okay. I also think with how running backs are valued right now, I don't think the Broncos get anywhere close to a second or a third round pick. Javante, I love the way he's running, but he's on pace for 800 yards this yeah. season. Zero touchdowns, mm-hmm. four yards per carry. So I'm not trying to put Javante down, but just like taking a step back and looking at it from a, from another team, mm-hmm. I don't think they're saying, yeah, we're going to give up a second or yeah, a third for that. Not. And with maybe the third. way, again, you're going to have to pay Javante fairly soon. Other teams take that into consideration. True. Um, and then Jaleel, he's just like, he is Sean Payton's toy. Yep. And Jaleel mm-hmm. is so freaking good. He does need more uh, attempts. And I don't mm-hmm. think it's in the way that Marvin Mims needs more attempts where you trade a receiver to open up a spot for uh-huh. him. Jaleel isn't going to be, even with Alvin Kamara, he wasn't like a first, second, third down back for Sean Payton. They still had another mm-hmm. back to go with him every single year. And 
Alvin Kamara still put up incredible numbers, but you just don't make him your number one and only running back. No, but they're so happy to have him. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. He, for them, he's so freaking cheap. <laughs> yeah. That undrafted rookie, although it's good money, as far as like the rest of the NFL, that's a freaking deal, man. It's <laughs> yeah. like going to a steakhouse, getting all you can eat for like ten ninety nine. Oh, like, so excited for Vegas. Right yeah, Okay, so I am so excited to jump into the inside scoop and get the inside scoop from scoop our guy, Todd Davis. This has to be the best inside scoop we've had all season. Well, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for this one. I am too. You hear is bringing the iPad to Todd. We've got the whole setup today. All right, Todd, let's dive into the inside. So this is the first quarter, actually, first play of the game. And this is leads to a three and out by the Kansas City Chiefs, which they don't, which they rarely do. Um, but nevertheless, I like bringing up some of these plays. They're not all like um, splash plays, but they're plays that mean a lot. So this one right here is up next. This is Power O. It was a number one run that was hurting the Broncos, yep. whether it was the Dolphins, it was the Green Bay Packers, it was... Um, whoever else they played, basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. When teams ran the power row, they got yards at will. So this is the power row now against this new defense where Jonathan Cooper comes and stuns this man right here. Stuns the pulling guard so it doesn't give them the room to wrap around because they were wrapping guys all the way around. Oh, They were wrapping guys all the way around and getting up on these linebackers so quickly that there was this big alley and guys were just running through it nonstop. But now you see what Jonathan Cooper does. He comes and stuns the line of scrimmage right now. That way this guy can't even wrap around. And then you just see bodies flying to the ball. Linebackers not refusing to be blocked. You got tackles wiping and getting over blocks. And they just stone the Chiefs right here. And this is all film study. The Chiefs looked at film and said, what can't the Broncos do? Oh, they can't stop the power row. Very first play of the game, Broncos <laughs> are like, nah, we got that nutted up. There's nothing you can do with that. Man, I love that, Todd. And it just brings me back to something you said earlier. How bad was Randy Gregory? <laughs> because uh, when we talk about Randy Gregory in that Dolphins game, we're not talking about the lack of pressure that he put onto it. We're talking about how he just got dogged in the yep. running game time and time and time again. You bring up the power row. Well, who was there earlier this season? Yep. It was Randy Gregory. And so now Jonathan Cooper, he's an all-around player, mm -hmm. and that's why he's on the field to start the game. Absolutely. I think he's a dog. And like, like Henry said, he's probably their best defender in the run. So mm -hmm. I think they're just you know, finally figuring out who they are. And so this is another play as a defense. The Broncos did terrible against what? What was their number one play in the passing game? Screens. Yeah. They could not stop a screen. <laughs> yeah. You would see two O-linemen versus yeah. one linebacker, and the screen would go for 40 yards. But the Broncos say, oh, not anymore. You got two, three guys ready for the screen. Oh, how do I get back? <laughs> You got three guys ready for the screen. Yeah, mm, Look at how clogged that is right there. there is it doesn't no, even look like a there screen. There is nowhere to go. Nick Benito's in here. Um, Alex Singleton's in here. This is just nonstop. They have watched film. They're ready to go. Yahir's getting me right. <laughs> there we go. Boom. They've watched film. They're ready to go. And they're like, hey, we're not going to let Power O beat us anymore. We're not going to let this screen beat us anymore. We're going to have guys ready because right here, Alex Singleton is dropping out, but he reads the screen so fast that he reacts. Nick Benito delays his rush, 
and just reacts to the screen now. These guys are playing with their hair on fire. They know their job and they're executing. So this is what it looks like when you're executing at a really high level. Mm-hmm. Tackles for loss. Yeah. Look at I'm, 51 in there, baby. Come on. Hey, <laughs> just like you taught him. Yeah, yeah. Ronnie Perkins is getting some playing time now. He's, he's getting some a serious lot. playing time. He looks good, too. Yeah, I, I thought he looked really good. I think he struggled that first game, but ever since, he's been good. Looks weird on the he's outside, He's like that though. fourth edge rusher. Yeah. It looks different. <laughs> this right here is another play. They're playing a form of uh, a three buzz, you know, something that we said they should probably stay out of. But nevertheless, we talked about being able to tackle well and being able to play everything top down and being able to tackle really well. And this is just a great play by Josie Jewell. Getting out in coverage. You see they have a screen. So in this play, they're actually beat. They have a man wide open. They don't have good coverage here. But the number one thing you can do as a linebacker is come downhill and tackle. And that's exactly what Josie Jewell does. He comes down, makes a great play, and this is a forced fumble that the offense then turns around and gets points off of because guys are coming downhill, they're playing top down, and they're able to make good plays. And, you know, Josie, he's a physical guy. So um, when he comes to hit you, you're going to feel it. Yep. No, I do not want to be any receiver there. And I got to say – when uh, I did not think, I was like, what safety just created that fumble? Because Josie was playing so deep yeah. there. Uh, and, man, did he deliver a blow. Josie Jewell just has his best games against the Chiefs. Yeah, it's like a great two, time to have a good two game. Two sacks last I mean, two picks last year. Yeah. I think he always balls against <laughs> yeah. the Chiefs. That's my guy, man. And like you said, complimentary football all the way around. Yep, Defense sure. does something. The offense was able to capitalize. And also, defense getting the ball for the offense in really good position, too. Like, the offense got the ball at midfield quite a bunch. Yep, this is the this is the very next play. Yep. And they're using my guy, Jerry Judy. Finally, they're playing a version of uh, cover four, and they're trying to pass him off to this back, back safety right here. But Jerry's going to run such a clean post that Russ is going to be able to find him. In the middle, look at this pocket, by the way. Shout out to the offensive line. Yeah. I felt like Chris Jones didn't have a tremendous game. No. Quinn Miners was doing a great job blocking him. I and think he's turning into a real dog at guard. He did that last time, too. Yeah, this man. whole stretch, Chris Jones, Kenny Clark, then Chris Jones again. I, I haven't gone back through this game, but I'd imagine it was those two up against each other again. He's playing great. And how about, how about Jaleel? Jaleel even slid past Chris Jones on a play, man. You know you're damn good if Chris Jones can't tackle you. Yeah, he, that mm-hmm. is somebody I wouldn't want to tackle right now. <laughs> Being retired, he got a little bit too much speed, I feel like, right now. But this is Jerry Judy. I mean, when you Oof. utilize him, I mean, he's going to make plays. He's one-on-one with a pretty good safety, and I think he just finds a way to come down with this ball. I think that's what great players do. But once again, this is a post against cover four. And he's not open, but I'm open. Yeah. Um, what did he say? I'm always yeah. effing yeah. open. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is just a great job of making a play, going up yeah. against the ball. Oh, and when they utilize him, man, and give him something catchable, I think he makes the most of it. I yeah. loved seeing this play because Jerry Judy, we always talk about how open he is. Yeah. And, man, he's always open. Why isn't he getting the ball? Well, it was great to see him do something that we're not used to and catch not just a contested catch, but a really difficult one and then mm-hmm. comes down on the ground really hard but hangs on to it for just a monster play because that like you said followed that was the first play right after the turnover yep. so mm-hmm. the, not only complimentary offense but i mean it's just bang bang taking the the heart out of the chiefs exactly and then two plays later uh we find our way to get into the end zone so now they're playing man to man because the broncos haven't run the ball so well there's only really two coverages you can play against a team that's running really well and that's cover four and cover one and they're in the red zone. They want to, you know, have everybody in close coverage, so they go to cover one. And they have Jerry Juju basically just going to outrun Snead to the corner. 
He has the speed. You know, he's great in separating. You say he was third in the league two weeks ago yep. for yards for um, separation in routes. And that's just what he does. Oof. They try to pass these guys off. You can't run with me, man. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? You need some new cleats. Yeah. <laughs> Get your feet right, man. Honestly, throw the ball I'm right gone. now. He's exactly. Open. <laughs> he's been open. He's been open. But that's just them utilizing him. This guy's falling over trying to keep up with him. And this yeah. is a great ball from Russ right in the pocket uh, for Jerry Judy to catch. And this is a touchdown, man. Bobble schmobble, he caught the ball. <laughs> He's in the end zone, baby. Man, at first I was like, absolutely touchdown. Then you look at the replay, and you're like, yeah. did, the, did he have it? And that was actually a, a huge catch, because if he doesn't, yeah. we're talking about third and ten, and then we're talking about not being able to convert in the red zone. Yep. And then instead of it being 14-3, to three, it's 10-3. to three. So that was a great throw by Russ, too, but really mm -hmm. good. That Really glad that Jerry came down with it. Really that. huge play. And this is our guy right here. Uh, I think it's... What is this, third down? Oh, first and 10. Uh, they're rolling, about to score right before halftime. And if anything knows, if you guys know the Chiefs and know how their offense works, they try to score, or they're one of the best offenses at scoring with two minutes left. Like, that's what they do. Yep. But Baron Brownie said, not today. Oh. This is his strip sack. And this is one of the things, not to knock on Nick Benito or, or him at all, but mm -hmm. I felt like Nick's sacks really came off of uh, – Wide open pressures, I felt yes. like. I feel like he wasn't beating guys one-on-one -on -one and getting yep. to the ball. This is what, what Baron Browning can do. Like, you can line him up one-on-one, -on -one and he can beat, you know, your best tackle and get to the quarterback. And so I think that's why he earned the start over him is because he can do this, and he's also phenomenal in the run game. This is a great strip shack. Jonathan Cooper gets all the credit because he picks up the fumble, but this is all Baron <laughs> Browning creating a play and really taking him out of field goal range. And allowing our uh, offense to get back on the field and try to get more points because when you can stop the anytime you can stop the Chiefs, I mean, it's hard to do, man. It's yeah. really hard to do. Yeah. This, this is when it felt like, oh damn, maybe things are different mm -hmm. because this was still in the first half, and so you're like, there's still plenty of time for the Chiefs to come back and look. They're doing what they do, moving the ball in two minutes, gonna score before half, mm -hmm. uh, and then in the second half, even though the Broncos dominated, it just felt like. Man, the Chiefs are just going to be right there. But this was when it really changed. It yep. felt like, okay, uh-uh, this isn't the same Chiefs team. This isn't the same Broncos team. This was a big-time play. And then, of course, a couple plays later, Russ gives it up with the strip sack himself. But this was, was huge from keeping up. him out of the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to negate that fact. But Baron Browning, man, with a great play. And like you said, I think this kind of changed – um, how we viewed the game because they had just completed a huge pass to Travis Kelsey. They felt like, oh, they're about to go down and score and make this a close game again. And this is a new defense, man. I'm loving the way they're playing. Oh, here we go. Some red zone. Yeah, another red zone. I want to shout the offense once again. Um, and this is Russ, the O-line, uh, Cortland Sutton. I think everybody's working well together here. Russ gets a little bit of pressure to start the, start the play, but he keeps his eyes downfield. And Cortland Sutton is, is right here. And he's going to run, basically, you can't run with me, the over route again. Mm. And he's going to find him in the back of the end zone with a great ball. He steps up um, to avoid the pressure. Look at that. This was almost going to be bad. Yeah. And Russ steps up and finds Cortland Sutton in the back of the end zone. They were playing the form of cover four here, so they're trying to pass it off. And I think he gets lost in the shuffle. But anyway, that's not our fault. Cortland Sutton <laughs> is there and ready for this ball, man. And I think Cortland had a had a great game. Jerry Judy had a great game. Russ is what's, I think, his best play of the night. Um, mm -hmm. And this was huge for them because they go up 21-9. I think that's 
kind of the dagger in the coffin right there. And again, <laughs> I think every Broncos fan, it's, it's second and goal when they're in the red zone. It's like they're holding their breath because mm-hmm. they're like, they get a field goal. Uh, mm-hmm. Way too much time for the Chiefs and all they need is eight points, one exactly. possession. This was like, oh, my God. It, it's going to happen. No one yep. said it out loud because it, there's still a lot of time left, but it's like two-possession lead on the Chiefs. Here we go. Yeah, mm-hmm. this was it, man. This was a beautiful play. Shout out to Russ, man. I know he didn't do a lot as far as, like, passing the ball, but I think the, this play and the play to Jerry Judy um, were two great throws by him and really helped the Broncos win yesterday. Todd, to just put that in perspective, at one point in the second quarter, Russ was 3 of six. Two passes were touchdowns. Mm-hmm. The other one was that 40-yard pass to Jerry Judy. I yeah. mean, so he wasn't asked to do much. <laughs> but when he was, I mean, that's as efficient as you can be. And I think that's exactly what Sean Payton wants this offense to be. Yeah. Russ, you do things. You step up when we ask you to step up. But we're going to ask you to just hand the ball off a lot. Yep, yep. And shout out to our friends over at Spirit Hound, where they have award-winning whiskey. In fact, they won the 2022 Whiskey of the Year at the London Spirits Competition. I picked up a bottle of Spirit Hound a couple of weeks ago for a friend. Great gift, great for yourself. If you want it for some Monday night football, you want it for the bye week, make sure to check them out because you can get it in 40 states nationwide. They also have a new tasting room here in Denver in the Highlands if you want to check them out. And if you go to their... their, a distillery and lions and you bring in juniper berries you're gonna get a free cocktail they've got it all going on and they also have whiskey vodka and gin that you can get all across colorado and you can order online to 40 different states so check them out over at our friends at spirit hound and before we get into questions let's make sure we give out our DraftKings sportsbook pick of the week right now and I'm looking at tonight's game. Monday night football. Mm. The good week for the Broncos is going to continue. Mm. Unfortunately, the Chargers got that win last night, but it's going to end well for the Broncos because the Detroit Lions are going to smoke the Las Vegas Raiders in Detroit tonight. Mm-hmm. It's a seven-point game favoring the Lions. Give me that all day. The Lions got embarrassed last week. They're going to do the exact same thing, or they're going to do the opposite. To the to the Raiders tonight and embarrass them. I hope so. Um, you don't sound confident. I'm really not. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little tempted. That plus two seventy on the money line. That's a big number. The answer is just to stay away from that. Because mm. I will say, I, I should probably bad. issue an apology to DraftKings for what I did to them yesterday. Oh, wow. Yeah, a little surprised <laughs> to see they're still in business. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the Broncos made me a little bit of money. Uh, this line actually isn't up yet. You're going to have to look for it on Saturday, to, though. Uh, I think Montana will be like a five-point favorite against Sacramento State. That's a win. Just take whatever the line is. Just take Montana. Oh, They're gonna. This week. It's a statement game. Let's go. Yep. Number four versus number seven. I think. Would you say it's their Super Bowl? No, no, no. Oh. National oh, championship no, 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 is the no, no. Super Bowl. There's a. The, it, it'll be a fun game. That's the second thing you said today to make me feel like you were drinking before the show. Wow. So number might two. Get, we might have get a breathalyzer on wow. set just for. Hank. <laughs> You know, and I'm I'm taking the uh, Dolphins against the Chiefs. I'm taking the Dolphins, man. I think I think the money line is plus one twenty. Um, I want to see the Chiefs lose again. So yeah. I think the I think the Dolphins can do it. I know they have some struggles as of late, but I feel like they could beat the Chiefs. Man, I mm-hmm. would love that. And that one, you just roll out of bed and watch it. That's mm-hmm. a Germany mm-hmm. game, seven thirty in the morning. Man, what a perfect way to start off your bye. Watch the Chiefs lose. Yep. And then maybe we're setting our sights on 
Can the Broncos win the AFC West? <laughs> we need a couple more things wow. to go the Broncos way for that to happen. But I mean, yeah, now it's we're not looking at draft picks. I told you if the Broncos win, we're not gonna be looking at go draft Sac picks State, baby. this week for a little bit. Yeah, there we go. We got we got some Sac got some State listeners. Ones. We yeah. have any Montana listeners? A, uh yeah, there's uh, plenty. Yeah. <laughs> there's plenty of Montana listeners. So there's our DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. Okay, let's jump into some questions. I know we've got a lot of people wanting to chime in, so let's jump into the super chats first. Yeah, here's pulling it up. The blind swordsman. Says Henry, here's five dollars for tissues for your Chiefs losing. <laughs> this should be enough for the lotion uh, kind of tissues. <laughs> also, save some for the Swifties. Speaking of the Swifties, Broncos, props to them. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely wow. trolled the Chiefs right when the game ends. Travis Kelsey's still on the field. They start playing Shake It Off. And I think it was perfect because it wasn't just Taylor Swift. It was also like, we're shaking off the losing streak. Mm-hmm. It, it's gone. That's behind us. Yeah. And also, so I was watching afterward, and Travis Kelsey's kind of walking off the field. And Alex Singleton was like, you know, hyping the crowd up, jumping around. I could swear that Alex, like, saw Travis walking off about five yards away and was, like, waving at him on the <laughs> way. And I was going to ask Alex about it, but all the TV cameras were there, too. And I was like, I don't need to be asking him this question in front of the news cameras, but I am kind of curious if that's the case. He should have did it. He would have answered. I, he oh, would have. Yeah. I know. I, I thought he did about it. Not, he like, answered. But then, like, what if he just said, like, no, what are you talking about? Mm. Then it's like, I guess they just don't even put that part on. But then, the, yeah, like, if he I, says yes, he does. He... He's more than willing to stir the pot a little. Henry, you're more important than TV cameras. Don't worry about them. Next that is time. true. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. I am oh, more important. Alex than would would have given you a great answer. Mm-hmm. Oh, even he if he would've. didn't, he would have been like, "No, but I definitely shut up yeah. or something." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The shake it off was incredible. Oh, so good. And speaking oh. of trolls, but why comes in and says? Hope old sexy Rexy is having a good day. Yeah, haven't heard from him, have we? No. He had a lot to say. No. You think he can do a better job than Vance Joseph over these Not past right three now. games? I don't think so either. I don't I'm, think so either. I don't either. know who could. How about this name? Blow it all up. Wonder if they're going to change their name for this. Mm-hmm. Comes in and says, we are not bad enough as a team for a top three pick. I'm loving all the draft options in the trenches in 2024. So we weren't going to talk about draft positioning. Right now, the Bronx have the eighth overall pick. Mm-hmm. Still get a damn good player there. But hopefully we're not talking about a top 10 pick the way this uh, season is starting to turn around potentially. Next one coming in from Justin says Javante only averaged 3.1 yards per carry. I think it's a really true 3.1. A lot of times yards per carry is skewed because of long runs, but Javante didn't really have a long run. Yeah, no, he didn't. And I got to say, I was surprised when I looked back and saw the Broncos rush Mm -hmm. for under four yards per carry because it just seemed like they got what they needed to. Mm -hmm. They weren't ripping off 17-yard runs when they only needed four, but if they needed three, they were getting four. They needed two, they were getting three, and it just every, pretty much every run just seemed like really efficient in what you wanted. Yeah, he was playing really well, and I think his average went down with some of the runs like later on in the game. And then I also feel like, man, three yards of carry, I mean, it's not astounding, but that's a really good stat. I mean, you run first, second down, all of a sudden you're third and four, like, you expect to win more third and fours than lose them. So you put your team ahead of the sticks, and I think that's what they were trying to do. And a lot of times I feel like they were getting more than they wanted at times. But like you said, if they needed two, they would get three. Yeah, and it's <laughs> such a big thing is staying ahead of the sticks. That's something that they did yesterday for sure. Yep. Jacob says, Sean may not have turned Russ into an elite overall quarterback again, but he may have turned him into the best game manager in the league, which is what this offense needs. And Cortland Sutton is back. Denver Broncos for life. 
Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, I mean, best game manager in the league is a tough title to place because you could also say like like who's the best. Co- Let's not talk about Patrick Mahomes. Um, Jalen Hurts. How about Jalen Hurts? Like he can manage games too. Like he does a lot of like the especially with the Eagles. There's all those like screens and underneath like some RPO type stuff. Like that's game manager stuff too. Like I don't know. The game manager title is always weird because it just means a guy who can only game manage, whereas like every right. good quarterback can do that. And right. Russ hit on some deep throws too. So Russell Wilson's stats are very impressive. We're going to dive into those later this week, but mm-hmm. top five in nearly every statistical category, which mm-hmm. is just uh, incredible turnaround. Danny hits us with the super chat. And that's it. Thank you, Danny. We wow, really thanks, appreciate Danny. that. That's very generous. We really appreciate the support. Andrew chimes in and says, this is my public apology <laughs> to Vance Joseph. <laughs> appreciate the honesty, Andrew. And uh, I think a lot of people yep. owe Vance You're not the only apology. one, man. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people are like yep. eating their words. Oh, they yeah. Are. A lot of people just probably not saying his name right now. Yes. They're like, oh, I don't want to say his name because then I'm admitting that I was wrong right yep. now. <laughs> yep. That's what happens in football, though. You say all the things that you want after like week three, week four, and it turns out half of them just aren't true by the end of the year. And it's just, it's all credit to him because this defense was historically bad. And now it's one of the best in the NFL, maybe the best in the NFL Mm -hmm. over these past three weeks going up against the Chiefs twice. Yeah. Can't state that enough. Yep. Blow it. Yesterday, Garrett Bowles pointed out like he was specifically happy for Vance because Vance was the coach when, no, he wasn't. Garrett said that Vance was the coach when the streak started. Which is not true. No. Uh, that was still Kubiak. That was a Super Bowl season. Um, but he was happy that he got to be the one who helped end it. Um, still a good sentiment, even if it was wrong. Well, <laughs> well, and, also, and also, with Garrett, he knows what it's like to be loved by the fans and oh, also yeah. really not liked uh-huh. by the fans. And we obviously know that Vance has gone through those emotions as well. So um, so cool for, for Garrett mm-hmm. to have his back. And everyone has Vance's back in that yep. locker room. Yep. Um, and Todd? We know you're not the biggest fan of some of your former coaches, and Vance is certainly not one of those. No. Uh, so Vance is very much liked within that locker room. Absolutely, man. I think the guys that ran to a brick wall for Vance, and I think you're seeing it once again. Yep. Mm-hmm. Blow it all up again with the Super Chat. Thank you. Says, can we please get Todd Orlando and PS2 on a players only show? Are you trying to kick these guys yeah, off? That's exactly Jesus. what it is. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Denny says, correct me if I'm wrong, but Judy was wearing a red and yellow jacket jacket in the postgame interviews last night wishful thinking i don't think so i didn't even put that together but he was he was wearing some red stuff i mean he's it's just like a fashion thing it's not a chief's thing mm-hmm. you see what uh the coat our guy pat sertan was wearing last night after the game uh-uh, oh man it was nice maybe you can pull it up you hear um it, it it was a uh well let's see if you here can pull it up if not i'll explain it did but you it, see it the swaggy. the mask that he was wearing with it that was scary. That was too scary. It was scary. Did you see it? Man, Pat? he went Halloween costume before oh, the no, game. Oh, no, I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah, it was terrifying. It was. What is that? Is it... Uh, mm. Pat was posting that. Was it Chucky? Yeah, it was Chucky, but it was... <laughs> let's see if I can pull it up. It was... Why don't you send that to oh, here, too, gone. so we can pull it up? I can't... Um, t- I think it was... Potentially Louis Vuitton Chucky mask, oh, which wow. I didn't even know they made those. Again, I don't know much about them, um, but yeah, I'll send this over to. All right, next party. one coming in from Chance Manning says, "We beat the ketchup bottles. Let's freaking go! Let's go!" <laughs> wow. And final super chat coming in from Chop says, "I know this is going to hurt Russ defenders, but if we make a run and make the playoffs, is Sean bringing Russ back?" Or save our cat from that contract. 
We've been all over the place with this in the first seven weeks of this yeah. season, and I don't think it's decided yet. Russ is going to be on this team past the trade deadline. He's going to be the quarterback going into Buffalo. But at least personally, I think it's too early. And it's okay. We, we don't have to have all of the answers for the future right mm-hmm. now. Russ is, is doing, I think, everything that, um, that Sean has asked of him. And we're just going to see if Sean continues to trust him more and open it up. And then I think that's the key for Russ being back next year. Yep. Yeah, if we go on a run, though, I don't see a reason why we would let him go. Because we'll still have the cap hit. That's going to be drastic. I think we'll keep him at that mm-hmm. point. Yep. Especially going on a run. Yeah. And the only tough part is that you uh, if he were to get hurt and we'll touch wood then all of a sudden you have to keep him and so the sooner you make the decision in that regard is the is better just because you can take the risk away and sit him but i mean if you're you're not punting on the season right now so you're definitely not benching your quarterback yeah no absolutely not right now do we have any of those graphics uh you hear dang can't find any i just sent one yeah um can you look up pat sertan it was post-game, um, so maybe a news station, one of the ones we talked about earlier. Yes. We do like TV cameras sometimes. Yes, the TV cameras. <laughs> um, and let's just hit a couple of questions on the website. Mmm, tastes good, says, mm. damn, Derek Wolf on the post-game. Hope he makes it regular in the rotation. Love his takes, and the talk with Todd feels like insider knowledge. P.S. Tuesdays, Wolf Wednesdays, Baldy whenever he's not in the ocean, uh. LOL. Love it, yeah, and I've absolutely loved what we've done to our coverage, and Todd, you're a huge part to that. Love your insight this year. Yeah, it's been fun, man. I, I'm going to bring a lot more guys on throughout the year. Broncos keep winning. Guys want to come on. Broncos are losing. It's, like, ah. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> so I need your help, Broncos. Come on, man. <laughs> Let's go. Moogie says, what a win, boys. This team's resilience is something else. Heading into the bye, I thought some flowers were due to this team. Number ones for the one and only DNVR. Two goes out to VJ, Sean, Payton, and that staff. Three for this defense and the whole team. In fact, number four, we're still waiting for, so bring on the Bills. I thought i'd have fun with it lost in all of this is the chaos since last year i must comment this team for or i must commend this team for consistently putting a steel face facing the tough media and sticking through it together it's cold out there but damn two wins in eight days feels sunny thanks to dnvr thank you moogie thank you to everyone who's tuning in with us and uh, we're gonna end with just a horrifying photo incredible costume oh and that's the coat too he's wearing the coat right there what is that a fur uh, it is very yeah. fur. Chinchilla? It's <laughs> a mink? What's up, brother? Like, that is such a good mask. It's horrifying. Oh, yeah. I, and so he put it on his Instagram story. Yeah. And so the one before that was him, like, the full outfit with the mask. Mm. But it has expired, so I can't mm. share that one, which is a shame. But, yeah, it's a great mask. I didn't know that you could get, like, a Louis Vuitton Chucky mask. <laughs> Louis Vuitton, anything, baby. Wow. Wow. Just wait for uh, Todd's Louis costume tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Louis Vuitton Don. Little Dapper Dan. (laughs) That's going to do it for us today. Please hit us with a thumbs up on the way out. Really helps us. And, man, we've got a season. We've got a heartbeat. So much to talk about. And tomorrow we're going to have a very special day. We're going to be going live at noon I'm going to be rolling with you for a little bit, so hang tight on YouTube, podcast, trade deadline. We're going to see if they move Jerry, move, see if they move quarters, see if they're rolling with this group because they think they can make a run here. So stay tuned. Tomorrow we're going to be covering it all on the DNVR Broncos show. Thank you all so much for rolling with us. Have a fantastic Victory Monday.